Good morning on this white <laughs> February 10th, 2015. As I uh, walk out of, um, begin to walk out of disobedience and start recording some past messages, lessons that the Lord has taught me going back to September 2013. Um, one, I ask, uh, cover your prayers, continue prayers out there that I don't have delayed obedience, which is disobedience. We're all guilty of it because we're all sinners by nature, by the fleshly nature. But those of us that uh, genuinely believed in the Lord Jesus Christ and His work at Calvary and beyond, um, by His death, His burial, His resurrection, and His ascension back up to his throne from where he came from to put back on his rightful uh, crown that only he is worthy of uh, and deserves that we are to always walk in complete obedience that means instant obedience unfortunately in the world and the times and generations that we are living in it is that much harder because we have governments that no longer fear the Lord and are doing what is right and pleasing in their own eyes and they are teaching the younger generation to do the same that is not God's will God doesn't tell us to do what is right in our own eyes He has one will it's to know Him and to save all those who come to Him and believe Him I was giving a little something with the uh, following verses out there, and I'm just there's several verses in in there, but I'm only going to give the two critical ones that he really impressed upon my heart. One was Proverbs 21:22, and that is, "A wise man scaleth the city of the mighty, and casteth down the strength of the confidence thereof." And the other uh, critical verses are Second Corinthians chapter ten, five through seven. Um, actually, let's back it up to verse number four. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal. That means not of the flesh at all. Wars are being fought over in the Gulf region, uh, Middle East region, with physical weapons. But the true the true battles that we face every day are not done with those kind of weapons. I'm not I'm not advocating anti-gun ownership, but by any means, so uh, that is not the point. But those should not be our first weapons to go to. If, if they are, well, then we need to ask the Lord to search our hearts. But okay, kind of a side note there. And our kind of but mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds, casting down imaginations. In every high thing that exalted itself against the knowledge of God, in bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ, and having a readiness to revenge all disobedience when your obedience is fulfilled. Do ye look on things after the outward appearance? If any man trust to himself that he is Christ's, let him of himself think this again. That as he is Christ, even so are we Christ. Just in a nutshell, the lesson that God had revealed to me then was on strongholds, the enemy strongholds. What are some of our strongholds? 
uh, they're still prevalent today. Actually, they're probably worse today than when they were first brought into it. I think they may go back as far as couple prior generations to about the 1940s and 50s, maybe the 1930s out there, you know, where it all began up to the work ethic. Definitely strongholds, and believe it or not, now they may be good things, so you may be able to go through and defend them as good things and be able to find out-of-context scriptures for it. I'm not necessarily they're bad things, but they could become a stronghold. A stronghold is anything that takes our attention, our focus, our thoughts, our energies off of the Lord God. He is the only true and living God, the only God that ever put on flesh in the form of Himself, Christ Jesus, who was fully God and fully man. No other God has done that. Muhammad did not. Mary was never God. Peter was never God. Gabriel was never God. Satan was never God. Satan wants to be God. He wants to be high. That's why he was cast out of heaven. He was one of the archangels if we had those levels of uh, authority there. We know he was up there with Gabriel. And I'm not using the term saint because that's man determining what is a saint. Man, we have no determination regarding that. That's another stronghold. It's religion. Church can be a stronghold. Ministries can be strongholds. A job, trusting your job and your paycheck, that can be a stronghold. I'll let you ponder that one. Sexual acts, perversion. Sexual, any sexual acts that is performed outside of the marital marital bond which God created and is good is a stronghold Satan is so joyfully used look at the quality of our movies and our TV shows they're always gearing around to get us to lust after the flesh wrongfully lust and we can you know I have heard arguments on both sides out there where women have blamed men when they just not admit to look I says, oh, no, Bible also says dress modestly. If you're dressing to reveal, then you're a whore, just a harlot as a whore, period, end of story. Practicing sex outside of marriage means for both the men and the women, us men and you ladies, is practicing the part of a harlot. And a harlot, I'm sorry, definition, straight definition, a harlot is a whore, end of story. And raising and having children outside of wedlock, apart from repentance, is not of God. It's not in His Word. You find preachers that are going away from it because they're compromising. I had to stick with that money. Saved accounts, IRAs, retirements. Where in the scripture the God tells us to save? He don't. It doesn't say throw them our money up in the air and then wherever it lands that's foolishness and some people have even perverted say oh we'll take care of self first that is not in scripture God provides our needs as we trust him by faith he's going to continue to meet our needs as we allow him to meet others needs through us now does that mean everybody has to help somebody struggling with a mortgage payment no God may not want certain people to do that. It may be as simple as 
buying a bag of groceries, buying a Walmart card so I can buy that. I don't think it would be good stewardship necessarily is to give somebody that you know in your heart that they are addicted to alcohol or drugs giving them cash when they're lying and saying they're asking for food buying food or make sure they're presented with the gospel first and they will stand before him in judgment you will see I've heard a Bible teacher trusting one that shared that testimony one time where the as a homeless individual that asked money for food but she and her husband discerned in their spirits that he was going to misuse it on drugs or alcohol so she preached the gospel to him and she reminded him that he asked for this if he uses it for anything else he's going to have to stand before God we're all going to stand before God anyways but that one's going to be specifically that he specifically asked for one thing when he met something else that's double mindedness that's in James morning we got to say with Morgan's Holmes there is no justification what a mortgage is a loan is that's testing God tempting God to saying oh well I'm going to go ahead and get this mortgage and I'm going to believe that you're going to pay for it what if God doesn't want you to have that house what if he wants you to only stay here for a few months Paul the longest he was in an area was three years according to our standards our governments are set up they want us locked in for 10, 15, 20, or 30 years. Up to that means you have to stay the same job, have to compromise your beliefs, so you don't make waves, so you don't pronounce Jesus. You have to, every Christmas time, you have to pray over the holiday meal, just saying, in his name or in name, in whose name? Buddha's name? Muhammad's name? There's no such thing as an applied belief. If we're not ending our prayers over our meals, if we're not ending our prayers over our friends in Jesus' name, if we're just saying in His name, in that name, or just even ending the prayer, it could be saying, God bless this fool. What God? Who's your God? You asking the God of money to bless the fool? That's compromise. That's denying the name of Jesus. And denying the only true living God. And what, what's Jesus warned us about that? We deny him before man. He's going to deny us before God. I do not want my advocate denying me before God on the day I will stand before him. And mine is not a judgment for a salvation no longer because my Lord and my Savior will save me. Mine is only for stewardship. And I get a lot that I'm going to stand before him for that I've been incorrect on. Okay, continue on. Also, culture. When we put our fleshly cultures ahead of God ahead of everybody God is not a respecter of persons so why are we why are we to this day just raising up a cause for just one single culture the only cause we as Christians need to be and I'm speaking to myself too because I am guilty of most of these things also when we put our trust in just our culture, just trying to defend a culture, we've slapped a God in the face. Obviously, not literally, but y'all know what I mean. Unjust gain. <laughs> I have been blessed by God, and it was a time not long ago that I would not have been able to say that, but I have committed that I have been blessed of God to have 
a business degree, an accounting degree. It was only him that got me through it. I suck at tests, even to this day still, unless I study to the best of my abilities. And that's still low. That's still weak. And then believing by faith that he's going to enable me. But you know what? To believe by faith, that is a struggle. We're still in these fleshly bodies. But not just gain. God doesn't say charge right. If you're a business owner or a business business manager, steward with somebody else, you can say, well, we had to be a stewardship. No, 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 no. Automobiles are the biggest. I spent, I was blessed to spend the last 15 years around dealing with RV owners, private owners, and some dealers. That, though, and even real estate agents talking their sellers, I'd make sure I say that correctly, into setting prices that is right in their eyes that are raising prices. That's unjust gain. God has a right price for everything. And it's not to get instantly riched. It's not 30, 40, 50, 60% markups. It's not so the owner of the business can maintain a lifestyle, an American lifestyle, which is of the devil, not of God. The current American standard, American dream standard of lifestyle, and it runs all the way up to politicians. Politicians that get the, they can only serve, they can be the suckiest politician ever, they can serve one term, say it's a four year term, get out, they'll get that same hundred thousand or more salary until they die. It can't be inherited, plus they got salaries once they hit 65 or 67 rather than now. Um, Unless they take an abbreviated version of Social Security. If it's less. That's why they're not fixing it. They don't partake in it. They should eliminate it. I mean, that's unjust. Those are all signs of unjust gains. We are not. We are no longer allowed. When we are born again of the Spirit. When we are saved. Legitimately saved by God. We are no longer our own. Scripture says in Corinthians, he bought us with a high price. He has, when we get back to walking by faith and believing by faith in Almighty God through Christ Jesus by His Holy Spirit and obeying everything that He commands us to do. They are not suggestions. They are commands, but He is there. He enables us to obey them. We can't obey them and we have no desire to obey them. And we will struggle. We will fall. But as children of the only true and living God, He will correct us. What father, what mother is ignorant enough and unloving enough, and this is unloving, that does not correct their children? You show me a mother like that, and I'll show you one that's not a mother, that's not a father. That is not, if you're not correcting your children when. They misbehave, then you're telling them that they can do whatever they want in their own life. That is not of God. You, my friend, my brother, my sister, love you dearly. You win. We are not here to make friends. We are here to be servants of God, to love everyone, including those that may spit in our face. You young people, if you are bold enough and have the guts enough to listen to this, and any of y'all, 
that are not so hardened in your hearts not listening to this you know my love for you it has been witnessed physically and oh shit you know I never shirk back from sharing only the truth with you there's some truth you didn't like but you knew it was the truth from God you couldn't disown it I never held back and whenever you had questions of it I prayfully gave you the answer I didn't rush to give you my wisdom because I have no wisdom apart from God you know there are more challenge you study the scriptures go through it look at the different strongholds in the Old Testament that caused God to remove them from the land that he promised Abraham, Isaac and Jacob they're in the land right now but right now it's not there there will not be a physical temple that God will dwell in the third temple that will be built Antichrist will dwell with it God can't be contained by nothing down here nothing we built for him down here is big enough to contain him he created everything you look around you every day I mean these are just one of them um, to give you some backgrounds on this it's like Second Corinthians was more a letter of love well they were all letters of love First Corinthians was stern correction Second Corinthians there's more dealing with areas that we all need to be walking in Christ Jesus we have been given the freedoms Proverbs are little snippets they're not to be taken there's no such thing as in context or out of context per se they are designed by God to just be they can be used as, as tools for day-to-day living, basically. They'll cover a lot of day-to-day living. But on themselves, can somebody live in the book of Proverbs? No. They're all, Jesus has already broken every single stronghold that's in our life. But we have to daily die to ourselves. That means 100% surrender. you got other verses that I challenge you to read and study and ponder. And that's Psalm 91. Why my handwriting does suck? Uh, Psalm 91, I think it's 2. Psalm 31, 3. Psalm 18, 2. Then you got to look at other ones. This is what sh- should be. It's 2 Samuel 22, 2. I mean, these are all other examples of strongholds and different ones and what you used to break them. We got to realize where the word stronghold and I think it shows up under a different terminology as it goes back to a Hebrew term the Aramaic term of uh, in Hebrews uh, if you got to go back to a strong dictionary it's H4009 those are online BibleGateway.com has it for free uh, so just look up go under Strong's and look up um, H4009 it's strongholds is some place we dwell a refuge. It's where our security is. It's where our assurance is. Our, what we place our confidence in. Our hope is in. Um, I don't know why, but we're sure. I forgot the name. Sorry about that. Trust is that. The Greek definition of it also in Strong's uh, Bible Dictionary. Um, it's G3794. Again, BibleGateway.com. Go under the Strong's Dictionary. Uh, or any other word. You can Google and you can find free ones. It's to fortify. It's anything which I rely on 
gives you an idea of it's a fortress, it's a holding safely, it's a castle, or an argument. That's exactly what all that stuff can become. Jobs, they're good when they come from God. Are we to just, God says, whatever we do, are we to just go get any job, just get a paycheck? No. That is misusing scripture that says, God says, in whatever we do, give Christ all the glory. And whatever he would have us do, yeah. But does that mean every door, every job door is going to be open? No. God has a specific place for you. That means we have to wait. He can open up a temporary door just to make provision for us. Or he wants to use us as the body of Christ to help one another out. See, we don't want to um, recommend each other because we don't trust enough in our own body of Christ to recommend another brother or sister that needs a job because it may come back on us if they fail if we know there's a stronghold then if we know there's a stronghold then we're not going to them and praying with them in the name of Christ and preaching Jesus to them we're not loving them as Christ loves us as we're supposed to be we know of a job if there's a job in our company and we're not recommending somebody that's of the family of Christ now we're not loving them as First John says. Can we get everybody jobs? No. Are we supposed to? No. A culture, culture can play. We dwell. Look at even the government-approved churches, which is all the buildings are the government-approved buildings. Okay, yeah, we don't mind you raising right now raising up Jesus inside the building. Just keep it inside the building. Our homes. That's the place where we think we dwell safety. Wise, you have fallen for the same temptation that Satan gave to Eve in the garden. Education. Oh, that's not one I didn't have on that list. That just hit me. That's a big one. We, we have been led to believe the lie, the stronghold, the temptation that God gave that a four-year degree is enough, is, can guarantee us a money making job or even two more years after that if it's a master's or more if it's a doctoral type position we think that that guarantees us to make a six figure salary there's nothing out there the only guarantee is just we live and then we die what we do between if it's not glorifying God we're going to face it on the other end that shows what's in our heart if Jesus Christ has filled our hearts our heart and I don't mean the physical heart that fails as we age or even young I mean if we stress it out there I don't mean that thing the beach blood pump blood inside of us I mean heart as the Bible says Kadea which is our being if our entire being is not set our God through the Lord Jesus Christ in Him alone then we have a heart problem then we need His heart surgery so again, and I pray for the strong Lord in my life. Jobs have always been, job trust in churches has always been a stronghold with me. Ministries can be a stronghold when they they can take them when people put more emphasis on their church and ministries. I put churches in, but it could be or whichever. And put more emphasis on their churches and ministries or buildings trying to save a building more than Christ Jesus. Think about that. 
Look at the number as far as sexual acts, perversions, money. Look at the number of single parent children out there that are being raised in single parent homes. Don't even know what a godly home is. Godly home does does not just mean that's a part of it. Where we're learning about God and we're getting closer to Him. Not through our mothers, not through our fathers, not through our pastors, not through our ministers. Those are tools that lead us, teachers, walk with us. And Paul, after those two or three years, in it, or a year, six months, three months, whatever, God would have him be in a location. God gave him and trusted him with children in him, in Christ Jesus. Was he always with him? No. He only spent three months with somebody. Now Timothy was sent with him. So he traveled with him probably close to the longest. James was a child of the faith. I don't see anywhere in there written in the scripture we have <coughs> where he walked with him for very long. <coughs> he may have just then introduce him. Sorry about that. <coughs> we don't know where that is. So to say it always has to be. It starts out physical, but it's not always mean that if somebody's a father in the faith in Christ Jesus, that they're not always with you forever. You attach to your mother, and father forever. You earthly mother, and father forever. No, I may be staying with mine to help them out. Mine are aged. God also tells us to honor that mother and father too. Never disrespect them. There's also a warning in Scripture where the religious leaders always are trying to tell us, oh, well, we have to give everything we own to God. Yeah, that's true. Everything, He owns everything anyways. But if we are not using our resources to help our earthly mother and father when they get aged, Bible calls that Corbin. We're basically, or Raka is another term. If we are not assisting our aged mother and father physically, we are just throwing them into an assisted living facility. And not assisting them with whatever resources we have. We are sinning against God and we are in bad need of repentance. Now, Vic said, well, we made sure they were rich. I said, no, God don't say that. Well, then they may be disobeying. That was not our judgment. We will all still stand, even Christians will stand. Our judgment is second, because we've already stood before the judgment seat. We stood before the cross. We've repented. We turned from our ways. Well, if we haven't, then that needs to happen. But once we turn from our ways and we legitimately, we genuinely believe in Christ Jesus, there is no pastor, no priest, no minister of the gospel that can save us. We're going to leave it to the cross. There's nobody that can... There's no such thing as a man-made prayer. God didn't give us a certain prayer to say. He's going to give us the word once He softens our heart. We just have to lead them there. It's like those four friends. Four guys that brought their friend who was blind, who had an infirmity. He was criminal, crippled, I think. I can't remember the scripture. Y'all know it. Um, in the Gospels. Because they had the faith. They knew they can just bring their friend to Jesus. Then he would say, then he could heal them. They did whatever they could. They end up they took apart a building. They demolished a building, the roof of a building. 
back then it wasn't that difficult. It could be, I'm sure they replaced it once it was all said and done out there. They were just, back then they were simple homes like they need to be today. It was just a simple fix. If we are walking by people, we say, oh, I see a money-making opportunity here. Then money is our stronghold. We are doing everything to make money instead of lead people to Christ Jesus and trust in that He'll make provision for it. Then we have a stronghold. And strongholds can be strong. Right now, with a testimony, God's going to get rid of it. God, show me how. My parents have ice dams going around their home. And now we have leak inside there. I don't know how much it's going to cost to fix the roof. I'm still trying to get the ice off of there. They have about a foot of inch thick around the edges, which holds the water from going down. Ain't good, no good to put coils on the roof until we get rid of the ice. Stronghold can be that thick. All the banging possible can do it. Love y'all.